It's time for another episode of Rainmaker for Contractors. Interviews and success stories with million-dollar-plus basement waterproofing and foundation repair owners. Discover how they market and grow their companies in today's economy. Hear directly from the most successful leaders in your industry. With your host and Rainmaker for Contractors owner, Bill Crawford. Well, welcome, everybody. I'm really excited to interview today's guest, Matthew Lyons from Disaster Blaster. Matthew, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm glad you're here. You have such an interesting business model that I, I look forward to exploring it with you. So can you tell us a little bit about uh, yourself and Disaster Blaster and where you're at? Sure. So uh, I've been in the restoration industry for about 28 years. Uh, Disaster Blaster, we I founded with my father about uh, 18 years ago, um, primarily as a restoration business uh, that branched into additional services such as asbestos abatement, radon mitigation, basement waterproofing, uh, things like that. So we're, we're truly a full service uh, uh, firm now. That's awesome. Now, the basement waterproofing aspect, of course, got my interest. Can you say a bit about basement waterproofing? Like, how did you get into the basement waterproofing services? Sure. Yeah. So, uh, one of the things that we always look at uh, when we're we're addressing an issue with uh, for a property owner or a customer is we want to fully address that issue so that they're they're not going to need us again, uh, you know, in a year or or what have you. And we do a lot of mold remediation projects, and a lot of that is caused by you know moisture intrusion in basements, humidity problems, uh, you know, things of that nature. Uh, so that's how we initially uh, got into the basement waterproofing as a service. Uh, about five or six years ago, uh, we launched that uh, more so uh, so that we could say, you know, OK, you know, we'll address your mold problem, but this is what's causing it. So let's fix that, too. Uh, and it's worked out really, really well because we are now, you know, truly uh, solving their problems for them uh, and, you know, we we would prefer to not have you know a recurring customer that has a mold problem. <laughs> you know we they shouldn't need us again. For sure. You know you said something that got my attention. You mentioned uh, moisture and air, and you know in the waterproofing industry, there's some people that just kind of what we say in the extreme of just kind of selling to the water. So you know, hey, we, you have water coming in, and and one wall, we'll just take care of that one wall, but. We know how a foundation is built and it's in a clay bowl and the water comes, you know, wherever it wants to come in, quite honestly. Um, and then on the other side, there's people that will kind of do the whole system and not just address the water, but address the moisture, which is really the, the cause of things like mold, dry rot, bugs and rust and so mm -hmm. on. And they'll help do something with the air. I'm curious, um, like what's a complete solution that you could offer a customer when they have basement waterproofing problems? Well, I, I think one of the, the really important things with basement waterproofing is not all properties uh, need the same solution. So everything needs to be tailored to, to what's actually occurring at that property and what's necessary to prevent or address uh, the moisture issue there. Uh, so, you know, we have, uh, you know, we, we do uh, weep systems, we install uh you know, sump pumps and, and dehumidifier, uh, dehumidification systems, uh, you know, whatever is necessary for that property, 
Um, in in northeastern Pennsylvania, where where we're located, we actually have a lot of stone foundations. You know, so obviously, you know, a weep system is not going to be sufficient there uh, or or effective in any way. <laughs> so we have to kind of you know address more uh, the humidity uh, needs and uh, diversion of of some of the water that's coming in. You know, those those sorts of things. Sure, for sure. So I'm I'm looking at your website. And mm -hmm. so many other services like water drying and mitigation, asbestos, uh, meth lab cleanup. I bet that's an interesting one. Duct cleaning, mold remediation, biohazard cleanup, radon, infectious disease, disinfection, home check, smoke and fire. Like that's a lot of stuff going on there. Mm -hmm. Um, I find a little bit intriguing because at this time of the year, we're, we're kind of in the middle of November, certainly in the northern states, you know, winter setting in, leads tend to um, not come in as much uh, because of less rain and frozen ground and so on. Um, what are some of, you know, I think I just read off maybe 10 different services. What are some of the more common um, services that you run? Like, What's more popular on this with this? Uh, our, our three top services are the water mitigation, uh, the mold remediation, and the basement waterproofing. Um, we do, because Northeastern PA is, is such a, a, a hotbed for it, we do also do a lot of radon mitigation as well. Um, but a lot of our services, they, they build upon each other very well. So the, the skill set is, is relatively similar. The equipment needs are similar. Um, and it allows us to provide our, our end customer with a much greater uh, value uh, because we're able to solve a lot more issues for them. That's awesome. That's so, awesome. And what, what works for you with like lead generation? What, what are your more common sources? And I, by the way, I realize you do like residential and commercial. Is that true? Um, uh, we like do. Yep, you're connected with the real estate industry and as well as uh, insurance claims. Yeah, so we do a lot of insurance claim work. Uh, we do a lot of work for realty transactions. Um, we, our breadth of services is great because, you know, with with real estate, I can effectively say, you know, pretty much if the home inspector finds something, we have a solution for it. <laughs> you know, we so... You know, if uh, uh, there's really no reason why we can't, uh, you know, get the seller and the buyer to a closing uh, because, you know, we can get those those problems addressed. Um, we do a lot of uh, direct to consumer services, the duct cleaning, the mold remediation, uh, the basement waterproofing. Um, our marketing uh, is a lot uh, website, uh, web, social media, uh, marketing, SEO, um, you know, a lot of a lot of those sorts of things and a lot of uh, referrals uh, just be because of uh, the nature of our business and the 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 number of people that we've made happy over the years. So we're, we're very fortunate to be in a situation like that. You know, being in marketing, I look at all these services and um, wow, like there's just a goldmine here. I'm curious if you. All right. So let's say, you know, someone doesn't know who you are at all they go to the internet they they need mold remediation they look you up they end up hiring you um you do a great job for them you like them they like you um but there's 10 other services that you could do for them down the road like how do you kind of try to stay in front of these people uh so we certainly make sure that they're aware of of uh the services that we need often when a customer uh when a past customer 
uh, comes across a, another issue, they they do reach out to us and we can get that taken care of for them. Um, a lot of our uh, our ongoing marketing uh, is directed through our social media. Uh, so most of our customers end up following us. Uh, so then they have, you know, regular reminders of the different things that we do. Uh, a lot of tips and information. Uh, I, I kind of view it as, you know, education first uh, marketing as far as a approach is concerned. Because uh, I, I prefer to inform and, and educate than, you know, constantly hit them over the head with marketing. <laughs> so we try to give them valuable information. Awesome. You know that saying, it's always less expensive to uh, sell an existing customer something new versus find a new customer and build a relationship. So yeah, you have quite a lot to work with. I'm just curious, what kind of um, database do you store this customer information in? Uh, so uh, we've we've developed a proprietary uh, software that manages our offices. Uh, so our franchisees get access to all of that as well. So it handles everything from uh, their customer management, their sales and marketing, scheduling, you know, all of the uh, uh, the job management, billing, everything's all in one place. Awesome, nice job, nice job. And Thank what you. Are you, doing? Uh, I, you know, that's no easy task to take up. And then to stay current with all the technology, so it's it's kind of a lot. Um, what are you doing for customer reviews? How do how do you get them? Is this a is this something that your company really values? Uh, so we, we we absolutely every customer completes a uh, a survey form so that we can track internally uh, how we're doing uh, on every project, uh, and then we do reach out to customers regularly. Uh, at when we're completing a project to to ask them for reviews as well. Uh, I do absolutely value the the input and feedback from from our customers and I think that any business should. Uh, it's it's an important part of the of the service industry specifically. For sure. Okay. Oh, you are in Scranton, correct? That's where the office was filmed. I think everyone has yes. seen that episode of the office because of COVID. Um, you get asked about that? We, we, we do. Um, we, uh, we actually had for, uh, for a couple of seasons, disaster bless had a magnet on the, uh, the fridge in the break room, uh, on the office, the TV show. Wow. So, you know, we actually, <laughs> yeah. So we, we actually have, have fans that, that reach out to us now to, to request a, a magnet for their fridge. So we, we, to this day, we still get those calls. <laughs> How did you get your magnet into the office? Is that an accident? You just saw it there? So um, when the office was, was uh, running uh, in Scranton, they really wanted to have uh, a local, a local presence and re local representation. So, I mean, when you watch the office and they mention a restaurant or something that the restaurant is actually in our area. Um, and so they would actually do, uh, every year, uh, a, uh, an event at, uh, at a local mall here, uh, where business would, businesses would be able to bring things in and then maybe it would show up somewhere, uh, you know, on the set. So we were very, very fortunate to have been selected, uh, for, uh, you know, for inclusion and we, we love the show, you know, and we certainly, you know, we love seeing our magnet there. <laughs> little magnet, wow, on the office. And it gives you a conversation piece, no doubt, like when you're when you're in homes and so on. You probably say like, hey, Absolutely. Office, let me put my magnet right on your refrigerator. I love that. Yep. <laughs> um, 
So you mentioned, uh, all right, one thing I want to comment on, I know you're in business with your dad. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Of the clients that have done that uh, over the years. Um, what's that like? You know, it's, uh, we haven't killed each other yet. <laughs> you know, it's, um, you know, we've, we've been in business for a long time. Uh, prior to uh, founding Disaster Blaster together about 18 years ago, we actually operated two independent restoration businesses. Uh, so we both had a lot of experience doing that. Uh, and we really thought that um, coming together uh, and, and doing something together would really be uh, beneficial to both of us. Um that's, you know, at that time, I revamped our marketing, I revamped our branding, uh, I got a lot more involved in, uh, in those sorts of, of elements. Um, you know, that's when we invested in, you know, our own software and, you know, uh, different things like that. So it allowed us to scale our business uh, much better than we would have been able to independently. Um, and, now with the franchising being able to do that together it's it, you know it's it's a lot of uh you know after 18 years we've kind of hit our stride you know we we understand each other a little bit better than <laughs> that we did year one um so it it uh you know it, it's a lot of fun to to work with them on that i bet hey how did you become president and he got vice president when we were structuring everything uh the i i kind of took um the the front line as far as answering a lot of these questions you know uh, doing interviews like this um so it, it just kind of made sense at that point but uh you know at some point you know my he's got uh he's got grandkids now you know like he'd like to probably um focus in a little bit more on that um and uh so you know i'll be here full time uh absolutely all right all right some interesting dynamics <laughs> kind of scenes no doubt that's cool. Uh, so you you mentioned franchising. Um, so you've been so successful. Now you're you're going to franchise. And how many states are you approved to franchise in? Uh, so we're approved for sale in 33 states: uh, Washington D.C. and Puerto Rico. Nice, nice. And there's a few in the works. You probably can't say about, but certainly have started. And there's definitely some interested parties. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have. The restoration industry is is uh, a huge opportunity. I mean, it's a two hundred and ten billion dollar industry. It's virtually recession proof. Uh, our model, because of the number of services that we do provide, uh, addresses a, a lot of the seasonality uh, that some of the uh, the models that provide less services, you know, suffer from or, or you know, kind of experience a little bit. Uh, so we we have a lot of opportunity there. Um, so, you know, we're, we're very excited to see where, uh, where we, we grow and expand uh, going forward. I, w I was listening to another interview that you did, and you did mention that between you and your dad, you kind of identified issues in the restoration industry that were, you know, now there are opportunities. And obviously, you just talked about like a huge run, and maybe that's the only one, but uh, I realize you have some insight into the restoration industry. What other sort of problems have you fixed with your disaster blaster model? Sure. So uh, prior to uh, founding, well, prior to founding his his first restoration business before we, we found the disaster blaster together, uh, my father worked for the insurance uh, claims industry. Uh, so he was actually at, at the end there, he was a claims manager in charge of 120 some claims offices. 
Uh, so he's, he was very high up. He has a tremendous amount of experience with insurance claims. Uh, so one of the things that we we looked at, you know, of course, was was the seasonality we wanted to address. Uh, we wanted to address the um, there's a perception uh, in the restoration space where, you know, you kind of come in. There's a lot of companies out there. They'll come in, they'll do the water mitigation and then they they leave and and the homeowner is is kind of left to figure it all out you know uh they've got to find a contract to do the repairs if if something comes up and you know plumbing repairs are necessary or electrical work is necessary or um you know asbestos is discovered uh during the water mitigation the homeowner uh is often left to figure those those issues out um we felt that where the opportunity really lied in the restoration space is being a solution, a, a true solution uh, to the property owners. Uh, so that's how we really ended up adding the services that we we did uh, was because, you know, there's it's difficult to find a company that does asbestos abatement specifically asbestos abatement in, in residential properties because they're they're smaller projects. You know, they want large commercial and industrial uh, projects uh, generally. Uh, so we built our asbestos abatement services around those smaller projects um, and it's been incredibly successful for us. And so really, that's, a, really yeah, yeah. So so um, that's really where we kind of, you know, we, we wanted to address uh, a lot of, a lot of that, you know, what the customer actually needs. For sure. So really sounds like you're, you're looking for a, a customer for life. Like, Hey, we have all these other services. We're here for you. We're going to stand by you. We're going to take care of all these issues. Yep. And we have customers that call us, you know, every time something happens <laughs> and uh, we're more than happy to help them uh, with those issues. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're more memorable too. Because, yeah. you know, when they, they only have to remember one name, you know, it, it uh, uh, makes it a lot simpler for everybody. It's a good name, too. Hey, if someone were interested in purchasing a uh, franchise territory, do you have like a ballpark price on how that works? So the the uh, all-in uh, cost of a franchise, including the franchise fee, the equipment package, and, and uh, the first three months, uh, essentially, of operating capital... Uh, comes to about 136 to 242,000 uh, approximately. Um, it, it we are uh, eligible for an SBA loan, uh, so you know we can we have partners that we can help uh, get them situated with that. Uh, but we're considered a, a low cost franchise uh, because a lot of the uh, you know a lot of it is also able to be structured to what they're going to open with. So for example, if they're going to launch with uh, only, a, you know, four or five over services, they can add additional services, you know, next year or the following. Uh, we're very flexible with, with how we structure all of that. Got it. Got it. And so what kind of training does one get when they purchase a franchise? So initially, they'll get training that uh, we'll arrange through uh, a, a training provider with the IICRC. Uh, so they'll have certification training in the restoration industry. Uh, and then once they complete that training, they're going to come to Scranton, Pennsylvania. So they'll get to see the home of the office. Uh, and here we'll take them through 
our marketing approach, uh, estimating, project planning, project management, uh, pretty much everything else they need uh, to get started. Uh, and then I'll actually fly out there uh, to help them get situated when they uh, when they get their equipment package and they're ready to launch. Um, and then we also do uh, have a uh, four-month grand opening marketing campaign that launches with every franchise. Uh, we actually match the franchisee's contribution dollar for dollar. Uh, so they'll contribute $2,500 and they'll get $5,000 of that advertising. Very nice. That's excellent. Uh, as we wind down, if someone is interested in this or they want to talk to you more, what's the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, they can visit our website, disasterblasterfranchise.com, uh, or they can give us a call at 302-242-1042. That's awesome. Matthew, I really find your business intriguing. Love talking to you. Thanks so much for joining our show today. Thank you. You've been listening to the Rainmaker for Contractors podcast, where basement waterproofing and foundation repair business owners and industry experts share marketing and sales information that helps you reach more customers. Please leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform and get all of our show notes at rainmakerforcontractors.com slash podcast.